This is Coach Jim Guevara. You're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Coach Cabrera. Yeah, hey Tim. Thanks for taking the time uh, to do this. Still working, whether I'm talking to you or doing other stuff. So. Yeah, I suppose there are no hours uh, built into your uh, into your job, huh? <clears throat> uh, not really. No, you got to be accessible all the time, and you know, with um, sometimes sometimes of the year that you can't get anything done, you know, at the office. So you got to you got to bring it home and park yourself in the corner somewhere where we can get some private time whether it's phone conversations or or other work so that's, yeah it's all right though it's always on your mind anyway so you might as well might as well address it while you can sure do you ever self-impose disconnects from that do you ever like shut off the phone and be like i'm not touching that till tomorrow uh no i haven't been able to do that i took a week um my family and i went on vacation after the week after christmas and that's about as close as i've been to it where <laughs> I really didn't have my phone connected, and it's funny because it sent me back. It seems like it sent me back a month because I was just was almost overwhelmed when I came back because I came back feeling like I wasn't prepared for the draft, and then I went to my pro coaching license first meeting. Like I had one day in between to do a bunch of work on DA stuff, partnerships, and and then I was into that five day intensive period, and then I just felt like I was. I don't know where you have so much to do, you can't really get started on anything. But yeah, uh, no, there, there's times where I'll turn the phone off only because I don't want to, you know, whether it's a, a trade talk or um, you know, I just don't want to. I didn't want to deal with it for for an hour or two. But not really. No, I haven't been able to teach myself to do that. Yeah, totally unplug. So know. so outside of soccer, I mean, how I don't do you have a life outside of soccer? Like, how, <laughs> how have you been spending your off season outside of you know your job? Well, I mean, like I usually do, I'm at home and have the have the luxury of uh, spending all my time at home and working remotely. And you know, like I would do when I was in, up in Jersey, I was I was fully invested here in the family and just um, helping with the kids when they're younger. And now, you know just same same idea and being at home you know enjoying my time with the family and then working when i have to work so it's kind of you know the kind of the, the lives are merged together you know it's not like you know all right here you go work for for six hours and then go do the family for three hours it's they're they're blended into one because you know my wife's a coach as well so right. it's uh it's kind of all we've known so sure um so let's let's talk about the off season uh, as far as your job, your actual job is concerned, because it's obviously been mm-hmm. a busy one uh, this off season. Going into this off season, did you could were you anticipating such large, impactful turnover? Uh, no, I mean we evaluated, uh, self evaluated, um, sat down with a plan on how to how to build off all the success and, and what we had in place, um, moving forward. Uh, and that was obviously it blended into with, uh, with the fact that, you know, we had a, a group of players that were out of contract. We had a group of players whose options were exercised and, uh, and then you always want to look, you're always looking to, to improve in key areas. Um, but I think, you know, the, the overall, the number of changes, I think the, there was probably, 
there were probably two or three that were kind of a surprise. So that's, that's almost half of, of the changes that we made. Um, but, um, you know, there, there was something that we thought could happen, but certainly we're going on the, on the assumption and, and in talking to those players, the, that they would come back. Um, and it didn't, you know, there was one real surprise and then the other two were thought it might happen, but we, you know, we all along we were trying to talk them into, into staying or, or certainly coming back in the near future. Yeah. So how does that impact the way, especially coming into the draft and you have to think about who you like, where your needs are and evaluating mm-hmm. talent. So how does those, how do those surprises then impact the way you manage your personnel in the decision-making you're doing through the off season? Well, they, you know, when we evaluate and make our decisions on, on planning on how to improve, um, moving forward with, you have to look at what's available in the draft. You have to look at what's, opportunities there are uh, for newly funded players and then you have to look at free agency and and then in in what players you're interested in trades with other teams and you know bundle that all together and you get a plan and you know losing Benini we were obviously we're looking for someone to fill in for the 10 10 role um, so you know not seeing a lot of that in the draft um, certainly where we were positioned in the draft, we weren't going to get a player like a Christy Mewis. Uh, so that was part of the decision there. We kind of traded out of the first round, but we had two first round picks. Um, and, you know, we'll see in, in the next year or so, if that was, you know, if that's a, a huge benefit or it was, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a bad chance, but we, you know, we looked at what was available in the draft and looked at free agents and uh, kind of made the decision that, we thought we would get something, a known quantity, uh, and a really good player with Christian Mewis rather than stick with the number three pick in the draft. Um, because for what our specific need was, was kind of to replace or fill the hole that, that Benini's Benini created. Um, and we also, you know, when we, when we moved Nair and we also got, uh, Havana Salon who well, could also challenge in that spot. So we were, looking at not only filling needs, but, but getting depth in the areas that, you know, those, I wouldn't say surprises, but the, where we had hoped to keep players, uh, where they ended up departing. So, um, you know, replacing crystal, that's, that's a different story, but hmm. I think that was where, that was where we, you know, we really would have the luxury of being so strong defensively. Um, well, strong in, in goal and, you know, really needed, some more depth or some more attacking options in the wide areas to replace or fill in for crystal until she comes back or, um, fill that void that she created. Yeah. So how do you, um, and I'm not going to make you talk about any, any, any specific trade, but, um, you know, looking at over the trades are ones that spirit fans obviously thought were lopsided completely out of our favor. And ones we thought were, uh, very, uh, you know, even when you don't take in the bias mm-hmm. of those are our players that are leaving, um, you know, as a, as a general manager and you have to get, you know, you're looking at the value that you have in Matheson and, uh, and Nairn and mm-hmm. other players, you know, how, do, how do you go into that trade trying to get the best for the spirit knowing you're giving up, uh, you know, such quality talent? Well, it's, it's all part of the kind of the overall plan and there's 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 trades that you know you don't you don't see the full result or the full reasoning behind it uh when you look at it just as it as its own individual deal um you've got to look at everything bundled together and you know Nairn I mean we got 
we got the number three pick um, and salon and another draft pick out of it. And then, um, you know, we, we turn that into Mewis. Um, so you get Mewis salon and, and another draft pick, um, you know, so there's, there's other things going on that, that help us as a club. Um, and, you know, with, with Matheson, that was kind of a, a kind of a mutual decision that we, you know, we both, we, we, we both realized that it was going to be difficult um, for, you know, each of our evaluations to match up to what we thought her role was going to be this year. And, um, you know, it was certainly something that we could have worked together, but it was, we both came to the conclusion that it was probably better for her to move on. And, you know, that, there was a deal in place that, that was probably, you know, optically looked a lot better with Western New York. And then, you know, in the move that it just got put on the back burner and then never agreed to, and then they backed out of it. Um, and then there was another deal with, with more value coming back from Seattle, but, um, you know, that ended up getting, getting stalled. And then, um, you know, it ended up being, you know, we were kind of backed into a corner where, well, we're not going to, we're not going to force, you know, a player like left Anna who's given so much to the club and, and the league, um, you know, I can force her to retire or come back here and play in an uncomfortable situation because that's, you know, that's not who one we are as a club. And I don't think that's fair to, to a senior player who's given so much. And, you know, so that in, in that case, yeah, maybe it's, it's a situation where it looks, we, we gave up too much, but you know, it's, um, you know, it is a mutual decision and we, we both feel like it was probably for the better. Who, who was the player in Western New York? Uh, I can't tell you that. Ah, it was worth a shot. Um, yeah. A lot of leadership uh, has left, um, including three national team players. Um, we know that the spirit has a lot of depth um, with talent, but how do you as a coach start grooming new leadership uh, from either newly acquired players or current players that haven't maybe stepped into that role yet? Well, I think you're exactly right. We, we had an extremely large amount and, and different type of leadership on our roster last year. And some types of leaders have gone, but there's leadership uh, still here with, you know, with Shalina and Estelle and Joe and, um, you know, even Steph in goal and Kelsey in goal, they both showed leadership qualities. And, you know, it, it's, you've got Tori in midfield. So there's, there's an awful lot of good quality experienced players and good leadership um, there. It's just, it's similar to when there's an injury or a national team call-ups. It's, it's an opportunity for other players to, to fill that leadership void and, and step up and uh, take more leadership on. But it's not, you know, it's never the case in, with teams that where it's just, you know, it's one person um, or even two or three that, that provide all the leadership to the team. So it's, it's, it, it's, it's a change, and I think it's part of the whole you know, if you look at the whole thing, it's, you know, we're going into a fifth year and players staying with one team for five years and, you know, the, the looking ahead to having you know, most likely two teams in expansion in 2018 and, um, you know, us looking at trying to get that match, that next, get one of the next cycle of real top players coming out um, from the funding. And, um, you know, there was, there, there was a plan there, but it's, you know, I, I wouldn't look at it and say, well, you look like you say, look at one, each trade or you look at even cumulatively the amount of leaders. We lost some, some great leadership in the players, the senior players that we left. But we've got we've got ample leadership, still qualities in the team. And 
um, now it's time for them to step up and and take a little bit more of that onto their plate. Yeah. If opening day was tomorrow, who would wear the captain's band? Uh, Selena Zadorsky. Interesting. I like that. I've asked that question to a number of other people um, in the media, um, and she is a name that has mm-hmm. not come up yet. So um, that's a pleasant. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you guys don't know everything that's going on in these teams, do you? It's, <laughs> look, I've admitted that I'm, of all the media, the one that knows the very least because I'm still learning how the sport's played. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, but uh, Shalina Zdorsky, it's, uh, I like that. Um, right now, which which part of the field do you feel the most comfortable with as far as talent, experience, depth, and where would you like to bolster a little bit more? Uh, I think we have you know, by far the best um, defensive group, um, and that includes goalkeeper, defenders, and defensive midfielders. Um, we're, we're extremely deep there, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to them getting after it in preseason and, and figuring out what what system we're going to use and uh, who's going to be starting and, um, you know, get those roles laid out because I think that's it's going to be the opportunity to have a really special group in the back. Um, and then, you know, I think we're, we're still kind of going to find our, you know, the, the attacking midfield role is something that I think will be a lot of competition there, but I think that we have a lot of possibilities with, uh, you know, U.S. can probably play in there. Um, you know, Salon can play in there and maybe even, maybe an Ariana ship can slide into there and, um, you know, and then we're we're, we're going to kind of get two or three new players along the way here. Players coming back from ACL, so it's uh, you know Caprice is ahead of schedule, and um, she'll add depth on the flank. Um, and then Callie will be back as well, and she'll you know add, an, add that good got a little bit of experience in her first year. She'll be back up front, and and then we'll have Case, Kelsey back in goal. So we'll again have our you know end of the season we'll still have what I think is two number one keepers so um, I'm, I'm very happy with the depth that we have and the balance and um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to seeing who's going to step up to fill uh, the, the roles in, in our attack and, and score goals but I'm confident that it'll be balanced like it was last year but also there will probably be some surprises with, uh, with players stepping up and you know, scoring more goals uh, than, than you would have guest yeah absolutely um i'm really excited to to make my bold predictions again this year um <laughs> <laughs> how does work out how does work out for you <laughs> i went one for five and what was yeah. funny what was funny is the one that i got right was the one that people criticized the most uh it was yeah like, see that's that's good yeah it was uh that crystal dunn would not lead the, uh, the team in goals and people told me that i was yeah. out of my mind with that uh that and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I told you, I, maybe I didn't tell you, but I thought it, you were out of your mind saying that we were going to sweep sky blue. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was, <clears throat> I wanted a schedule based prediction and of the schedule oh, that okay. looked the most, uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sweep, yeah. You, know, you don't beat, you don't beat anybody four times in a season. Well, just wait till the mm. schedule comes out and I say that it'll happen. Um, okay. Well, we're not playing anybody <laughs> four times, so there you go. 
hot news flash. <laughs> oh man, is that how's how how is the schedule playing out then? With uh, like, are you what's the most times you'll play uh, any given team? Uh, I believe it's three. Is it three? Oh, see, I yeah. can ma- now I can make a sweet prediction. I have one less game I have to win. Yeah, you yeah. got a, you got a you got twenty five percent chance better of uh having it come true. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. If of the of the players that are returning, if they are consistent with their performance last season. Who do you believe we'll see more of in 2017? Um, consistent. See more of? You mean get more more playing time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe like a Shayna Williams. Okay. Um, you know we're we're we're. Very deep up front too. I mean, you got Shane, you got Stengel, you got Franny Ortega, and you know they they all are a little bit different, but they're all you know they're all on track for for me anyway to have uh, big steps in their career in this season, and that mean can mean can mean scoring goals, it can mean you know creating assists, it can mean a lot of things. But I think they're they're in a good position where they've they've got a couple of years playing professionally and uh or in Shane's case she's got you know a decent part of the season and there's there's always a big jump with players uh once they kind of get that hit that 20 game mark they figure things out in the league and uh really start to be a lot more impactful and have a better understanding of of their role and what it's like to be a professional last question uh the draft was not so long ago um yeah, you took uh, three players: Lindsay Agnew, uh, Megan Do- uh, Doherty. I never know how to say that middle name. Uh, Howard. Yeah. Maggie uh, Doherty. Howard. Doherty. There we go. Uh, and then Cameron Castleberry. If you can, maybe just uh, share a point or two on each one of them and why they enticed you with a pick. Well, we were definitely where we were picking. Uh, we looked at the draft, and again, we, we traded out of the first round, and we needed. Uh, more depth or more attacking players, um, and that was kind of the deepest part of the draft. So we were we were confident that we would be able to get a good good player in our, in our second round pick. Uh, and Lindsay Agnew is someone who kind of popped up at us as being someone who really fits into to our style of play. Uh, she's she's good on either side of uh, in the flank attack. She could even play in the nine. Um, but she is just a real hardworking player who we think can really press the way we, we wanted to press um, last year and how we want to continue to press teams. Um, so we were happy to get her. She's dual citizen. She's in with the Canadian full team right now, so uh, she's doing pretty well in camp. That's uh, that's good news. And then, you know, Maggie, Maggie Darty Howard is someone who we, we thought we wouldn't have a chance to draft. Um, she was with us all summer last summer and she's been with the reserve team for the past couple of years. And, um, you could tell, you could tell that she can play at this level just by watching her the times that she spent training with the pro team. And, uh, you know, she's a, she's also a really good fit for how we play, uh, very intelligent player, um, good technically and, um, understands already. She has a good understanding of, of what the expectations are, uh, for her position and, uh, and what is expected of her from, you know, spirit teammates and and staff. So, you know, that was interesting that we we had heard she was going to go in the first round, and 
she she the, the three players that we were going to choose from or we would hope to get one of or or sure we were going to get one of uh at 19 uh were all on the board still so we you know we felt bad for Meggie because we thought someone else would take her before we got to pick again and um we were fortunate that she was uh still available in our in our third round pick so we were uh, extremely happy to get her and then Cameron Castleberry is someone who you know, she's just a year back from her ACL youth national team experience. Um, you know, North Carolina player, you know, works her butt off and got, got really good good athleticism and someone who we think is give us some depth uh, in the flank. And then we, you know, Ariana Ship was someone we traded for that also high on our board um, in in our draft, and we were lucky to, to add her through a trade, and she can play anywhere on the front line. Wonderful, wonderful, Jim. Thank you so much for for taking the time to to talk to me. I know the the fans have been waiting for some uh, feedback on the personnel decisions and sort of the events that have happened in the off season. And uh, you know, of right. course, it's nice to touch base uh, a little a little bit before the season. I'm excited to to talk to you again in person uh, when this when the preseason yeah. kicks off. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And and I I want the the fans to understand that uh, I appreciate their passion for the spirit and and their ties to to all the players, uh, but I, I hope they understand that I, I'm just as passionate and I'm just as hardworking and want to do only things that are going to make the club better and uh, make them uh, proud and, and, and deserving of the product that they that they deserve on the field. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I understand it's, it's, it's hard, but I think it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing it, trying to improve the team and, and make sure that, um, you know, we continue to evolve and improve and, and win games and put a product on the field that they're they're deserving of. So I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Tim.